let's get ready to study God's Word. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study for today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer and Bible study. We invite your presence to be with us, Lord. We ask that you will help us, that we will rightly divide your words of truth. Help us that the meaning of your word will be clear to us and we will disseminate it appropriately. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's study is entitled, Wrong Time to be Speechless. Wrong Time to be Speechless. Our passage for this study a verse, Matthew 22, verse 12, in the King James Version, it says, And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Let's head on over to Matthew 22. Matthew 22 gives us a very interesting parable. It's actually a double parable because... Inside the parable of a king that is going to hold a wedding feast for his son, there's a secondary parable. Matthew is the only place where that second parable shows up. The first parable with the wedding feast actually shows up in a couple of places. Every now and then you're going to have, you're going to see a parable that only one of the gospel writers records instead of two or three of them. For instance, the prodigal son, only Luke captures that one, and also the the rich man and Lazarus, only Luke captures that one. But let's look here. Let's go through our parable and see what lessons we can get from this. We're focusing on the second half although it is tied to the first half. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables, and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son. And he sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants, and entreated them spitefully, and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and sent forth his armies, and destroyed those murderers, and burnt up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. 
Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So these servants went out into the highways, and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. Okay, we're going to pause there for a moment. So let's go through this parable a little bit. First thing, this says, And Jesus answered them and spake unto them again by parables. Why does it say that at the beginning of this chapter? Well, let's go to chapter 21, near the end. It says in verse 45 of chapter 21, When the chief priests and Pharisees had heard his parables, they perceived that he spake of them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitude, because they took him for a prophet. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables, and said, So Jesus is is giving them parables. The leaders are recognizing that those parables reflect poorly upon them. They're upset about it and are looking to take him out, but they're afraid of the people because the people recognize him as a prophet. And of course, as a religious leader, taking out a prophet is not going to be good for your reputation. So they're afraid to make that move, lest the people defend him. And then Jesus responds to that situation, which he knows and understands, and spoke again from parables. Now watch, in the parable that he speaks here, A king, a certain king, made a marriage for his son. And he called people that had been previously invited, right? That's what it says, that were bidden. Call them that were bidden to the wedding. Okay? So people who were previously invited are now told, okay, the wedding is on. And they didn't come. So he sent more servants to tell them, guys, the wedding is on. And they say, eh, I've got my farm to take care of. I got my merchandise to take care of. I have different things. Some of the other accounts go into more of the specifics of what they say. And then some of the people who were invited to this wedding, they mistreat his servants, even to the point of killing them. So when the king hears this, he's angry, gets an army, and he destroys their city. But he still has a wedding, and he'd still like to get some guests, so he tells his servants, go find some new people, just bring people. Just get people and bring them. Whoever's ready, get them. And so now his servants go into the highways and the byways. When you look at that, the original invitation went to the Jews. The subsequent invitation went to the Gentiles. Okay? The Jews were the ones who had advanced warning, knowledge of the coming of the Son of God. And were not prepared for it. And in fact, they're going to well, I should say going to, up even up to this point, they had persecuted God's prophets, etc. and so on. The king is going to deal with them. And then he makes his feast available to the Gentiles. Okay? So it says that they gathered together all 
as many as they found, both bad and good. All right, so they brought people without regard for their prestige or anything of that sort. Verse 11. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Now it had been one thing if he had said, Oh, I didn't know. No one gave me one. I wasn't aware. But he couldn't say that, because the question of the king implies that everyone was given a wedding garment. So he was given a wedding garment to show up at this wedding, but he decided to come in his own garment. And the king asked him, friend, how did you manage to get in here without having a wedding garment? And he had no excuse, and so he was speechless. That's not the best time to be speechless. Now, mind you, what the parable is trying to convey by him being speechless is that he had no legitimate argument and he was at least smart enough not to make one or to try and make one. He had no legitimate argument. He had nothing to say. He had been furnished with everything that he needed to get in. Yet he came without the very thing that he needed. And that's important here. The Jews were originally invited. They did not come. They rejected. The Gentiles were brought in. But everyone who comes needs to wear the wedding garment. And the wedding garment is the righteousness of Christ. You cannot make it, even in this parable, even getting as far as to the supper itself, but without the wedding garment, is bad. Verse 13, Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Being called is a broad activity. Being chosen is when you show up to be selected, when you answer the call and are ultimately selected. So many are called. Many are invited. Many are made aware. But few respond to the call appropriately so that they can be selected. Very powerful parable within a parable. And it's something we need to pay attention to. Something we need to understand. We don't want to be like the Jews rejecting the initial call and he was he was merciful to them the king was merciful because he called them twice he called them they ignored it sent other servants to call them again and this time they mistreated the servants in addition to ignoring him that led to their destruction but then the gentiles were called and all they needed to do was to come prepared because they were given everything to be prepared. 
You must come with Christ's robe of righteousness. You cannot come without it. No matter what you're wearing, no matter whether you fall into the good or bad category. Right? Remember that? Verse 10, so those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. Doesn't matter if you fall into the bad or good category. You cannot enter the marriage supper without the wedding garment. Okay? So, rejecting the invitation outright, bad. Rejecting the invitation and hurting the messengers that brought it, really bad. Accepting the invitation but coming unprepared, very bad. Accepting the invitation regardless of whether you got it first or second and coming in what has been proscribed, which is the wedding garment, the righteousness of Christ, then you're in a good place. My prayer is that we will accept at the right time and in the right way because you don't want to be speechless when the king asks you, how did you get in here without the right garment? Matthew 22, verse 12 says, And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and goodness and love. We ask you to please help us that we will listen to the invitation, listen to your voice, heed the invitation, move in the direction that you'd have us to move. If we are late to the wedding feast, help us to be attentive, listen for that second opportunity, and most of all, come prepared wearing the wedding garment that was given to us. We ask you to help us to recognize that there's nothing we can do to be right and ready, but all we need to do is to be covered by the blood of Jesus and accept that robe of righteousness for our sins. Please bless us and help us to think more on these things and understand how they apply to us. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom Podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word. Thank you.